Welcome to Valley Community Church. Our Sunday sermons are available online to help you grow in your Christian faith. Our messages are practical and applicable truths from the Bible for today's life challenges. And now, today's message. On this topic this morning that uh, I'm way out of my league. (laughs) I'm way out of my depth. Uh, When I talk about marriage, I think I'm in my depth. But I'm going to talk about something else this morning and... uh, you know, just go with me, bear with me. Uh, let's just see if we can explore this together. Uh, we're all on a journey, and I'm probably a lot farther down the road than many of you. I'm 73 years old, and um, I'd like to picture you this morning saying, well, Jerry, since you're farther down the road than I am, what's down the road? What's God bring? What's God What's God bringing us to? And so I want to answer that question, hoping that maybe you can answer, ask that question with me. Because recently, not too long ago, the Holy Spirit said to me this, the measure of a man is his capacity to love. Same for a woman. <laughs> but he's, since I'm a man, he said, the measure of a man is his capacity to love. The love. Hopefully you can see why I'm going to be out of my depth. (laughs) When I heard that, I went, first of all, sort of like, well, duh. I mean, he is God, right? And been married 51 years. I have three children, eight grandchildren. We've dedicated our lives to helping people get to know God and get restored with him. We've made disciples, planted churches. But when God said to me, the measure of a man is his capacity to love, it's like, whoa. (laughs) If I understand my father's heart, I think he's saying, Jerry, when you stand before me, I'm not going to measure any sermons you ever preach, any success you ever had in business, Anything you ever did in the Air Force, no books you wrote. I'm only going to measure one thing. To what degree did you love people? You can see why I'm out of my depth. (laughs) So he he says, "I'll, I'll be looking at how you've been learning from me loving you and translating that into other people. That's what it's going to measure. How we receive his love. Not just believe in it. Receive it. So as to transmit it to people around us. That's what it's going to measure. Now I've taught over the years an awful lot about being fathered by God. Because that's my life message. But to be honest, I never viewed my whole life. Everything I've ever done and said, just look through these lens. How have I been loving the people that you put in my life? Now, if I didn't really know that the Father loved me, if I weren't secure in that, that would be a really scary question. 
Still a little scary. But the cool thing is, I mean, I know deep in my knower that God never condemns me. Never. That's the devil's deal. David's secret is really my secret. I don't know if it's your secret or not. I hope, I hope that it is or that we can get some of it into you today. Here's David's secret. He says, I know, this I know, that God is for me. And so I ask this question, you know, deep down in the bottom of your bucket, in your knower, do you Know that. Does your gut say, God's for me? Good. Good. That's so important. You know, when that's not true, it's sort of like you love your children and love your children, and somehow your children just don't quite feel like they're loved. How frustrating is that for a mom and dad? That's the way her father is. So, David sees God uh, in a special way that I want I want you to see this morning. It comes out of Psalm 139, written by David. And he gets right to the end, and he says, verse 23, 24, Search me, O God, and know my heart, Try me and know my anxious thoughts. Do you realize that the Father God wants to sift through your mind and where there's anxiety, He wants to come? I mean, see, if you don't know God loves you, you can read that and think, I'm afraid to ask God to search my heart. Maybe He's going to blast me or condemn me. But that's not the deal. And David knows that. That's why he's so confident. He says, Try me, know my anxious thoughts. And then he says, see if there's any hurtful way in me. He's not saying, see if there's any way you're screwing up your life. He's saying, see if there's anything inside of me that's, that's damaging me, hurting, hurting me. And so I want to say, God sent Jesus into the world not to judge us. There will be judgment. But he didn't send Jesus to do that or make us feel guilty. He wants to set us free from the parts of our lives, the things in your life that you're not really designed. You're not designed for that. It's not supposed to be there. It may be eating your lunch or my lunch. And so that's a hurtful way. Here's the thing. Father God is love. That's not his feeling. That's his character. That's who he is. So when He designed you and me, He wired us to only operate on love. Receiving and giving. And when when it's not working that way, it's not working well at all. It's sort of like saying, you know, we use 110 volts here, but you go to Europe and they use 220, you plug it in, You're wired to receive and give love. Uh, and, 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 and David is saying, Father, look. Look inside and see what's not working that way. 
See what's hurtful. Take it out. And it's sort of like when you have a, a really bad splinter in your finger and you go to somebody and you say, <laughs> take, would you take that out? No, you trust that person to take that out. That's a hurtful way. He's trying to take that out of our souls, stuff that isn't love. Now, this is where I need for you to work with me. Okay. Um, if you can see God trying to give you more relief and more help and more freedom, then you have a fantastic journey ahead of it. If you see God as wanting to reach into your anxious thoughts and the ways of your soul that are hurting you, and that that's His, that's his posture, that He's wanting to come in and take things out yeah, is it sin? Yeah, of course it is. But it, it, that's not the way he's thinking. He's thinking, I did not design you to function this way. And it's hurting you, damaging you. So if you see, if that's your, the way you view God, this journey is really going to work well. Okay. So if I can lock that in with you and ask, is this the way you view God? And if it isn't, can't we go there today and say, I want to see Father that way. Okay, if we can do that, then we can take another step. There was a lawyer who came to Jesus and he said, of all the commandments, which is the greatest? And you know this. He says, it's the greatest is to love the Lord, your God, with all your heart. All your mind, all your soul, all your emotions, right? And the second one's like that, and that's to love the people around you like you love yourself. And then he says this, all the commandments of God hang on these two things. In other words, every commandment of God is flowing out of what? I'm loved. I'm loving you. You are made to love me back. And you are made to love the people around you. All of his commandments. That's what they flow out of. And so, I've tried to come up with a little diagram. See if this helps. If we can get that attachment up. Okay. All right. This is the, what I call the highway is God's highway of love. And it starts out with His will. He's made us to receive His love and He's made us to walk in love like humility and patience and kindness and generosity and truthfulness and gentleness and forgiveness. Service, serving one another, being loyal, having courage, living in peace, self-control, and tough love. Because love can get tough. But it's still love. Now, that's what you're designed for. When we, you say, well, listen, I really, I want to really want to go to heaven when I die. Well, that's the way heaven works. <laughs> now, when we get off the road, we got this other stuff. <laughs> and Jesus has come. 
to lead us back to the Father, back into His approval, back into His love, so that we can walk this way. Now, when we're walking, when we're doing this, what happens is we experience God's love. Now, let's, say, let's move us off to the left, and, 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 and you're in self-absorption, you're unforgiving, you're stubborn, you're vengeful, you've been watching some pornography, you've lied to you know. When you're in that stuff, you don't feel his love. Does he still love you? Yes, he does. Thank God. He still loves you. Does he love you any less? No, he doesn't. Do you feel less loved? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. You're not feeling his love. As a matter of fact, when you, when we, and we'll, we'll touch this in a minute, but when I get into the left stuff, like I'm in pride or I'm in resentfulness or I'm lying or taking something that's not mine or I'm angry, um, actually, I'm saying to the devil, you know, here's some place where I'm in agreement with you, so have at me. <laughs> that's a hurtful way. That's a hurtful way. God says, look, I, you, I didn't make you for that. <laughs> that's, not the, that's not the best you. That's not the you that you enjoy being. So, let's talk about next steps into freedom. Um, oh, I was going to ask you this question before I go. When God looks at you, and go with me here. When God looks at you, What's he thinking right now? What's he thinking? She's thinking, you have really screwed up, man. What's wrong with you? (laughs) You know, a lot of us carry that kind of stuff. That's a lie. Nan and I were talking coming up. And she remembered a few years ago, we were at a wedding from friends of ours and and, and the daughter, they're, they're Irish. And so they've got that delightful Irish brogue. She was sitting right behind Nan at the wedding. So she turns to Nan and she says, I've got a word for you. She says, he says she says, um, <laughs> you're, you're the darling of my father. <laughs> and it just like, shoo. You're the darling of my father. What do we think when the father looks at us or thinks about us and looks down and says, you know, because the devil is a liar. And you and I have believed quite a few of those lies. The father looks at us and says, you know, I really like you. I really approve of you. I'm glad when I look down and see you. And that's what we taste and feel, for one thing, when we're, we're on His highway, that, that's, that's where His love really comes through and, and we get it. So I ask this question, because I'm trying to take us into experiencing as much of this as we can, and hopefully when you leave here. 
So how familiar are you with that incredible sense of relief? Let's say that somebody's really hurt you, whacked you, and you're trying to forgive them. And it's hard. (laughs) You know that, right? And you go to the cross and you pray and you pray and you repent for unforgiveness and you repent and you repent. And then suddenly, oh, the Holy Spirit kind of transacts it. And, oh, and I have forgiven them. See, the, in, 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 it's that, just that sense of, oh, it's amazing. All I did was forgive that person and I just, I feel, I feel so much better. Let's go to school on that feeling, see? Because we ask this question, where does freedom begin? It begins with recognizing your, your, your sin pattern and feeling its connection with losing joy and peace. In other words, we're saying with David, look at my, search me, my, know my heart, know my... See my anxious thoughts, anxiety? That's not fun. That's not good. And the ways that are hurting me, see, when I can connect the dots between stuff that's robbing my joy and my peace and a sense of of Father enjoying me, when I connect that with a sense of I'm off the path and I need to get back on. That is the beginning of really learning how to walk in freedom and how to walk in love. And then we become kind of in God's school of learning how to love people because frankly, well, I'm I'm a novice at learning how to love people. No one can steal your joy and peace but you. They can sure make you feel like Getting off the path? Oh, yeah. Then there are choices you have to make. So here's some examples. Someone borrowed your car and damaged it, and they're not even thinking about paying for it. We're all smiling. Someone borrowed money, and then they skipped out. We have those T-shirts. Someone lied about you behind your back. You didn't know it and you did not get promoted. You found out later. We're talking about things that challenge us to love. I have a missionary friend. They live in a certain place and when another missionary family came out, they kept them in their home for weeks and weeks while they got settled and stuff. And then later, his, his, uh, his administrative assistant came and needed to spend two weeks, and so they were staying in this other family's house, and they wanted rent. So I was talking to the, the wife recently, and she was uh, not happy. We served you. We gave you. What in the heck? Your friend betrayed you and accused you of things not true. Your brother cheated you out of your inheritance. We all have those, don't we? I mean, we have our own stories. But you know what? And, we, and when it happens, I mean, it's like we just kind of get focused on that. It, that's just wrong. That should not be. And we get focused. You know what Jesus said? 
That's a speck. And I got logs in your eye. He actually said that. It makes a great Bible story until you're out and it's happening to you. He's trying to teach us to receive Father's love and the ability, the capacity to love people who, who make those kind of mistakes. My children, when, when they were young, they had this little record. They don't even make these things anymore. It's a little 45. If you don't know what that is, we can look it up on Google. So <laughs> it, it's, and it's a story of a little circus monkey. And he was in a cage, and, and the... Uh, the zookeeper came by one day, and, and, and he, he didn't properly lock the cage. And so the monkey jumps out. And this is what drove me crazy, because you know how children are? They can play that thing like 75, 85 times, right? And so this little monkey jumps out, and he's going, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free. And you just hear that all, you know. So, so, so but he's outside the cage, and then he sees a banana in the cage, and he reaches his hand through the bars, and he grabs that banana, and then he can't get out. He's still there when the zookeeper comes. He puts him back in his cage. (laughs) See, that's the parable of a Christian who's been set free and loved. somebody's hurt us and our hand is just wrapped around it. And the Greek word for forgive, atheomi, actually is translated to let go. (laughs) To let go. Why? Because that's what the Father does. That's what love does. (laughs) See, relationship problems are love problems. We said yesterday in the marriage thing that marriage problems are character problems, and they are. But we also love problems. I was in, I was in Gold's Gym the other day, just a couple days. Well, I'm always in Gold's Gym, but I pastor Gold's Gym, right? They don't know it, but I do. So I try to learn everybody's name, and I'm always, you know, trying to lead people to Christ, or I pray with them in there. So this guy was beside me. And uh, he was reading a book on entrepreneurship. So I'm trying to be friendly, meet a new guy. So I said, gee, I see you're reading this book. I said, are you, are you in a course? He just went off on me. He's just like, no, I, I graduated from college. I, gra- I, I graduated from college years ago. I said, well, uh, well that's great. I was just asking, you know, and, and then he just repeated it three times. So, I'm kind of way thinking. And I, I listen, I, I approach a lot of people. And I've never had a guy go off like that. And here's, here's, what, here's what the Holy Spirit said to me. He said, son, I needed somebody to recruit to pray for this boy. And you're the only one I could find right now. He needs prayer. And so I've been praying for Chris Blanks. That's his name. Been praying for him ever since. Son, he's, you know, he's in his 40s. Son, God loves you, and you, 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 you're off the path. <laughs> and you're hurting. That's why you're doing that stuff.
When we get off the highway of love, we're exhibiting a character problem. And it's a love problem. Um, we have a business team. I do a lot of work with business guys near the equator. We, we start businesses and hire Muslims. So in this group of islands off the coast of India, so we're starting another, another part of the business on another island. And we need two couples to go over there and do it. So we sent one, and they're over there for six months, and they kept saying, send, send, another, send another couple from the team. We need another couple. But they all know that the wife is so negative that nobody wants to be around her. So I asked them, well, did you talk about it? Yeah. What do they say? They say, she doesn't receive it. She says, you just have it in for me. Now, what that means is, she's not self-aware. She's not aware of what's inside that's hurtful. It's hurting her. She is so negative that, and they're teeny little islands, I mean teeny. And so no other couple says, you'll be the only other people on this little island and I'm going to be shut up with this woman who's acting like that and she's not self-aware and she can't do it. So the point is, to be teachable, to walk in the highway, we have to become self-aware. What is it that's hurting me? And enough humility. And see, the good thing is the Father loves you. He's not, he's not going to condemn you. Romans 8.1, He's not going to do that. So what's the solution? The solution is receiving the Father's love. Huh. Let me put it this way. I can only love, well, like this guy I just mentioned, Chris. If I weren't receiving the Father's love, do you think I'd love that guy? You think I'd pray for that guy? See, I'd say, I'd, I'd rather, you know, if I weren't walk, if I weren't experiencing Father's love, I wouldn't know that he needed love. I didn't know that's why he was such a jerk. Yeah? And thank God I've never been a jerk. <laughs> yeah. But the scripture says that we love him because what? Yeah. And see, that's just every day. Uh, I'm able to love others because he's loving me, present tense, walking in his approval. Now, do I get out? Absolutely. Do I get on the, off the highway? Yes. But, and that's, David and I were talking, Andrea, the other night, that I, in my journal every morning, I ask myself these three questions. What emotions have I been feeling today? What do they mean? And then I invite Jesus into it. Because I definitely get off the highway. Quick, but what's really cool is how quickly can you get back on the, the highway of love? See, we all get off the highway. Um, I mean, it's almost like, I mean, you, you don't need to think to get off the highway. But you have to choose, say, Father, oh, you know, receive and give his love. And Jesus says this in John 14. Um, and you know, when you, you can misunderstand this, but in John 15, 14, 15, he says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Now, you can kind of get into legalism on that or think, well, I've got to earn his, you know, to, 
It's not the way it works. If I love my wife, I just get great pleasure out of doing things that cause her to be at her best. That's a joy. If I love my child, I, I love to do things for my child because I love the, my child. He, Jesus is saying, listen, the Father loves me and He shows me everything He's doing. And He says, I'll, I'll love the Father and I keep His commandments because of that. And so Jesus is saying, if you're, if, if you're, if you're receiving Father's love and you, you love me, then you'll want to walk on my highway. You want to walk in humility. You want to be easy to correct. You want to be quick to forgive. You, you, you want to say, Father, is there any hurtful way? That's kind of the way you live. Is, is there any hurtful way? Then reach in and pull it out. And so yesterday I told a story that I'll repeat it. If it's okay, if you were here at the marriage thing, you'll, you heard it yesterday. It's really... Um, it's a story that's come to me over the years, and I, I really love this picture. There are two sons, one's eight, one's nine, and they've had one of those incredibly bad days at school. Um, <laughs> they're in different grades, of course. Both of them were last chosen on the team at recess, right? Remember that, remember that feeling? I mean, I was never the very last, but I could get pretty close. A bummer. And then going home, both of them, you know, bumped into bullies who punched and shoved and then ridiculed them in front of their friends. And they came home from school dragging bottom. Now, some people think that if you're nine years old, you're just too old to get in daddy's lap let the tears flow and tell him everything. But this nine-year-old didn't think that. He just got into Dad's lap. Dad put his arms around him. He just poured it out, tears. Dad just absorbing, listening, slightly rocking him a little bit, just being with what I call the power of being with. And then he reaches down and he whispers some things and his son's ears that nobody else can hear. And then they just hang out. It's just quiet. About 30 minutes later, the son jumps off. He is a happy boy. Happy. What about the eight-year-old? Man, the eight-year-old stormed into the house. He, he was so locked down tight, walls up. I mean, you could feel it radiating in, into his room and slam and just silence. It's all bottled up. Which son are you? How do you handle your hurts? Jesus came to lead us into the Father's lap. And he likes to get down and find the anxious thoughts and the things that are hurting you so he can take those like splinters, take them out. So here's the thing. This eight-year-old who's got it all bottled up, now he's 38. 
Now he's 48. How much of that's still there? And it's the Father's heart to reach in, pull it out. You're on a journey. So you say, well, Jerry, you're older than I am. You're further down the road. What's Father doing? I think he's teaching us to receive his love and to give it. I think if we see life through that lens, things will really work out pretty darn well. <laughs> That's what I think. It's a choice. That's why Nan and I, first thing every morning, is we get in Father's lap. I just can't make it without His love. And he's teaching me. We've been forgiving people for a long time. We did know about that. But I'm learning more about how to love people. How to just see them or notice them or look in their eye. Sometimes I think, you know, we don't really know what love means. It's like, so I, I think of it this way. If I just care about people, I just notice them, care about them. If I have time or it's opportunity, I ask a question. Let's maybe listen. What am I doing? I'm saying, you're important. People are starved. Starved. It's, and that's what Jesus came to teach us. And it is very, very different from the way the society works. It's truly countercultural. So maybe I could just pray with you. Are you on the journey with me? We all on the same journey? Father, just want to thank you, Father, that you, <laughs> you searched us out, loved us when we sure didn't deserve it. <clears throat> you forgave us and approved of us. You said, I'm going to call you son. I'm going to call you daughter. When I look at you, I'm going to be glad. I'm glad. I'm glad you're my child. I, I approve of you. Father, wherever there are any lies about you hidden in our hearts, we ask you to break them. That the truth about God, God is love. Does he hate sin? Yeah, he, he hates sin because it, it, completely not the way you're designed. So Father, we just pray for an increase of being able to receive your love. And we pray for an ability to see people differently. And when others mess up and hurt us, we pray that <laughs> you'd help us to forgive and help us to be patient and to be kind and to be truthful so that we could receive love and give love. In Jesus' name.